The unwritten rules of Facebook. It cut all of our ad costs by over 70%. How do you want to be able to take in all of this data that's around us? Some of these campaigns have done up to $20 million in sales. I think this is going to be the future for the next 10 years. And now here is The Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss, Heather Havenwood. Look, our whole world revolves around our iPhone, iPad, Droid. You know they say we look at our phones on average 150 times a day? And if you're a small business and want to actually grow, you need to reach people where they're looking at and listening the most, their smartphones. See, marketing via text messaging is a great way to start, and it's super easy. Just text the word START to 72000 to learn more about my friends at Mobit. They're marketing experts, and they will show you how to use text messaging for your business and to get more leads and convert them amazingly. Again, text the word START to 72000. Again, that's text the word START, S-T-A-R-T, to 72000. Hi, everyone. This is Heather Havenwood, and welcome to The Win, helping you win with business, marketing, and the mindset. Okay, today I have a twofer on the line today. I have two guys from the other side of the pond, as I like to say. So Leon, Robert, are you there? We're here. We're here. We're here. We're here. Now, How are you doing? I'm doing well. Now, what you all understand, I've already done two podcasts with these amazing fellows. Mm-hmm. And I just love that you guys are on the other side of the pond. And I have a great <laughs> accent for that. But the, And we have a lot of fun. This is going to be a ton of fun today. Now, mm-hmm. these guys are partners on a business podcast as well as business partners with helping people optimize their funnels. I get this question mm-hmm. a ton from my clients, mother friends, like, okay, I built this funnel. It's doing so okay. And then how do I optimize this? We're going to dive into that today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but first, Leon and Robert, mm-hmm. Leon, start with you. Who are you? Hi, I'm Leon Street, and I'm also known as the Lead Generation Coach. So, I help people with getting leads to their sales funnels. I've been doing this for about 20 years now in the UK. Started off from the world of DJing, would you believe it? So, I used to mix drum and bass music. I produced for about 10 years, and during that journey, I thought it would be great to set up a website of my own back in 97 and start promoting myself as a 17-year-old teenager. And that's where my passion for websites online and marketing grew. And through that, I've created many different types of projects from startups right through to multi-million dollar brands. And for me, it's just an exciting journey because where I focus now is people who have their own programs and products online like digital products. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to help them sell those high-ticket products in a way that gets their buyers excited and i work alongside my partner in crime robert dean who i'm going to hand over to now your partner in crime your partner partner i call him sexy stud robert by the way (laughs) sexy stud robert i like it it, sexy (laughs) a little bit about me a very similar background to leon obviously i'm a little bit older you know i'm still looking good though i'm still looking good Yeah, my background is I kind of fell into the sales thing because I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do. And my mom wanted to meet somebody, some kind of banker, which we over here in the British call wankers. We don't like bankers. I didn't want to be a banker. I didn't want to be a lawyer. All these kind of things that my mom wanted me to do. And what I deciphered that I was quite good at was kind of communicating, talking. And, you know, I was a bit of a hustler when I was a kid, you know, started my first business at 13. I suppose it was like a mini blockbusters before blockbusters existed. 
we used to get the local kids around from the area that didn't have DVD players or, as I say, really then video cassette players, Betamax, and we would put on what we call a PP day, which was patties, which is kind of food, Jamaican food, and porn movies. That's how my career kind of started off as a 13-year-old. I just got very, very creative. So I knew that my skill was really promotion and selling. Mm-hmm. And I fell into the career of direct sales as a life insurance salesman when I was around 19. And this is when I started getting the book for marketing. Because when I was working in the direct sales industry, there was no computers back then. Mm-hmm. There was no internet. So it was very face-to-face. You had to learn how to go and get your referrals and get really good at it. But as, you know, the age of the internet and technology braced itself, I was thinking, well, how can we do this better? And the real reason that I fell into the whole marketing game was I wanted to learn how to write sales letters or direct response sales letters. And I stumbled across a great book, The Ultimate Sales Letter by Dan Kennedy. And that was kind of my path into this whole kind of marketing space. This whole little world that we are in now. It's Mm -hmm. fine. Here we are in our little world. You know, thanks for sharing who you guys are, because I think it's best versus me reading this bio, who you are, right? So I just want to touch base for a second. I think the industry has grown up a little, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's been a couple of years. It's not matured, as we call it, industries, but it has started to grow up. And I think with growing up, we've started to have people, we become segmented in what Mm -hmm. they do. You know, copywriters, right? Or now it's funnel optimizations. I mean, think about it 10 years ago. I don't think you would say, I'm going to be a funnel optimization or mom. (laughs) You know, so I think it's very grown up. And I just want to say, you know, where do you think it is at today? When you're working with a client, funnel optimizing, you might want to tell the audience what that is necessarily, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but also the advanced level of that. What do you work with them on, on optimizing their funnel? Okay. Do you mind if I go first, Rob? No, no. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we've been polite just because we're on your podcast. Mm-hmm. Of us. <laughs> Be polite. Yes, I am. I am. So the thing is when people, you know, call upon us for yeah. our skills, when it comes to creating funnels and also campaigns online. I suppose it's the simple things, Heather, and I'm going to start there because more often than not, people ask the questions that we would take for granted. You know, there's people who come to us and they're probably doing five or six figures, even more per month already in their funnels. And the questions that we get asked about are actually the ones, you know, now we're starting to realize everybody has simple and straightforward problems and everybody has similar problems. And those problems that I'm talking about is generally... You're consumed by your own products and your own business. Maybe you're creating, you know, a new product or you have four or five products already on the go. Maybe you have, I don't know, some low ticket products like a hundred dollars, maybe five hundred dollars. And these are probably video courses, maybe audio MP3s or, or some pre-recorded podcasts along with PDFs. And generally we work with people who have low right through to high tickets. So you're talking a thousand to maybe, you know, like fifty thousand dollars programs. And what I find is that people get absorbed into what each product is and they lose the focus of actually the key thing is to be there for the customer to have a great customer experience and journey with your products to help them and provide value. And this is, and I'm going to call Robin at this point because this is where the real power of optimizing the funnel comes in because what people think that they need to do is improve the product, improve the product, but what they forget and what they don't realize is actually it's like, what does the customer want and am I communicating in a way 
am I really hooking them in emotionally and providing the right value so that they get that experience from the products and actually being part of that communication channel, you know, your email sequence. And that's what I'm experiencing right now. And now I want to bring Robin because I know he's going to add more to that about the hooks. <laughs> Before in. you come in, Robin, so the experience of this is what I'm hearing is that you actually focus on the experience of the customer moving through the funnel, literally like an experience yeah. like a roller coaster, right? Correct. So you're like, get it. on the ride, baby. You're coming down my funnel. And the thing is, Heather, when the roller coaster comes to an end, you walk off that and you jump onto the next big roller coaster next to it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love the analogy. So, Rob, take us through the customer experience of that roller coaster. Right. Thank you, Heather. I mean, for me, especially, it's something that you said on our podcast, by the mm-hmm. way, which is getting this message to market, Matt, and really understanding the language, you know, that kind of, you said it before, Yes, it was a ton of fun. You should listen to it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I said to you, you know, when you were doing things in the dating niche for the over 40s and you got that avatar going, how did you get the language right? And like you said, it's because you'd hang, you know, you're in the seminar business, but you'd hang around with a lot of guys who knew what their problems were and they were just talking, Mm. you would absorb that. It's a very similar way that I would go about really getting deep in this, you know, the, the psyche of the buyer. I think that you have to do so much research right at the beginning so that you can clearly define what that avatar is, that person, what their likes are going to be, and really start to build out that experience in the funnel. And I think that's really the most important thing that Mm -hmm. sometimes abstractly when you're building a product or you've got this great idea and you you may not think as deeply as that, Mm -hmm. um, you just get engrossed in like, well, the product's going to be 197, and not really think about experience. But the more you can get into understanding the experience they want and what they're thinking, the easier it is down the line that you're going to move them through the sequence of the funnel and get them on the next roller coaster. Get them on the next roller coaster. No, I love that. And actually, I just bought a book for 99 cents, a Kindle book, last night on Amazon. What it is, some guy, I don't even know who the guy is, Michael, somebody, Mm -hmm. he put together like the top 300 headlines of Cosmopolitan. So the magazine, right? You guys will probably mm-hmm. read it because it's geared yeah, yeah, towards yeah. women. Okay. <laughs> However, <laughs> it's best known that the copywriters who are there are like most high paying copywriters in that particular industry. Mm-hmm. And I found that so interesting because I bought it and I'm going through these headlines and I'm reading some of these headlines going, do women want that? I mean, I guess we do want that. I, mean, I had to like yeah. really question it. And I got that whoever these copywriters are know their market. Like mm-hmm. they know mm-hmm. the deep secret experiences and feelings yeah, the skeletons in the closet the skeletons yeah. in the closet you know and it yeah, was ingrained into their DNA oh my god it was like whoa you know it was mm. really compelling you should take a look at it. these headlines that you can use to leverage into your own headlines just kind of mm. keep your brain thinking but it was really interesting but I love the process you guys are talking about the funnel optimization which is really a funnel it's a roller coaster I'm taking through mm-hmm. the process so you said something interesting Leon about your clients usually have funnels mm-hmm. that the price points start around a thousand did I hear that right? For high ticket items. High, yeah. So you really work with high ticket mm-hmm. item funnels. And that's very specific mm-hmm. too. And the reason mm-hmm. I say that is because I'm in the day niche and day niche and survival niche are low ticket. So mm-hmm. you're always in like the under 200 range, mm-hmm. like 37 mm-hmm. to 200 range yeah, is yeah. where that funnel is. It's a very different market. And mm-hmm. so you're doing with a lot of cold traffic. So the question I have for you is mm-hmm. people that have these kind of high funnels, ticket mm-hmm. items, we call it anything over mm-hmm. a thousand is really considered high ticket, yeah. right? So what's the difference? You know, where do you see their work? 
working on their traffic. As someone who's a funnel optimizer, you got to look at every piece. Where are mm-hmm. they coming from, right? Not mm-hmm. just, is it cold traffic? Is it warm traffic? Is it Facebook Correct. traffic? Where do you find most people in that space, that high ticket item space? Are they going with their traffic and what are you working with them on that first piece? Uh, I think, especially when it comes to the high ticket items, the key thing is to bring in people who are warm rather than cold. Now, you can bring cold traffic in and you can market to people. For instance, maybe you're running a webinar to sell a program. Okay. And that may be a high ticket program. You can bring people in through that model. You put a video out there where you've promoted that video using Facebook ads or maybe you've done an organic video where you've just uploaded the video direct to your Facebook profile, maybe shared it on your own fan page. And this will allow you to pull people in. And the key thing is that once they're in your funnel, i.e. they've opted in or they're registered, they should be in your email sequence at this point. And so what we would be doing is pushing people through to a sole popper sequence where the email is acting as the communication channel to get people warm to whenever the webinar is. Because maybe you're promoting two weeks in advance, maybe they register an hour before the event, it doesn't really matter. But the key thing, as long as you can provide some kind of communication in between that space, that time, those moments before the webinar takes place, you can really start to build up your backstory and really hook in your cold opt-in subscribers so that they become more warm to and perceptible to what you're about to offer them. So I think at that point, when you get people on the webinar, there's a really important structure that you need to have in place. And me and Rob, we created this structure for, we've done it for a lot of people, but we created it in particular recently for a real... I would say kind of celebrity, would you say, Rob? Well, she's very well known. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you may have heard of a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or Think and Grow Rich for Women. Yeah, so the co-author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad was Sharon Lecter, and the author of Think and Grow Rich for Women was Sharon Lecter. So we did some work for her recently, and the key thing was that as part of the webinar, while she had some really great training to deliver, what we did was we did about a 50% rewrite of the webinar script so that she was able to open up, do the introduction, to that webinar, hook people in, deliver the training, and then close. So we provided the hooking part at the end, which was basically how you stack bonuses and then close people on a product or whatever it is. In this case, it was an event, a high-ticket event. So I'm going to stop you real quick because you said so much. I'm going to stop you for a second, okay? Mm -hmm. So a couple Mm -hmm. things, and and Robin, I want to bring you in here. One is you talked about cold traffic can come into a webinar, Mm. and then you kind of stepped over that, like, (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's great. Mm. No, really, that's a key piece because people with high-ticket items, they don't know where to get this cold traffic. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. And so cold traffic can come into a webinar, and then the webinar, they either come in or not. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. In the webinar, they come on and then there is a sell sequence. However, they don't mm-hmm. come on the webinar in the back end. There's a mm-hmm. soap opera email experience, which is mm-hmm. basically like a soap opera and multiple emails and episodic, what Correct. I call episodic yep. email, where yep. you want to open the next email based on the content. Mm-hmm. Like tomorrow, we're going to talk about blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of episodic. I want to kind of point that out. And then you're actually going to another step and rewriting webinars or split testing yeah. webinars Correct. such yes. that, you know, and I love that piece because that's kind of what I did when I traveled the country is I would do <laughs> these, oh, you suck at closing. Let me help you with your clothes because, yeah. you know, you own 10% of the room. Let's get that to 20. We tweak, tweak, tweak yeah. the clothes yeah. until yeah. we get that to 20, 25%. So Rob, we're in the sales process of this, the webinar, because I think you're a copywriter guy. Are you, what are some strategies you're doing in that webinar to increase the close ratio? It's what Leon said or alluded to because, yeah. you know, yeah. there's a lot of people who will sit on the fence. And I remember John Carlton saying, you know, you've got to have this turbulence thing. And if you're flying in an airplane and you have turbulence, you've got it. Right at the end of your presentation, you've got to give some turbulence and knock people off 
the fence and yeah. it's really looking at the stacking of the bonuses because I think sometimes, I know for me in particular, well, I'm easy to sell for them. <laughs> well, salespeople um, love to be sold to. You so, know that, right? Yeah, yeah, salespeople, we love to be sold. So I get that. So for me, a lot of the times when I purchase products, yeah. even though the main product is great, I look at the bonuses and I'm thinking, do the bonuses align to what, you know, the overall aim and objective of buying the first initial course that I would want to buy? And normally it isn't. Sometimes I would, it's the bonuses that I've actually bought the course for because they're going to help in another kind of way. So for me, it's important to have good stacking of bonuses. And it's something that I learned probably one of the, I, I would consider one of the best closers from state or was. Armin Morin. I don't know if you've ever met Armin Morin's great. I went to big seminar, every single yeah. one of those. Mm. Yeah, I know yeah. he's great. And this is great. I love that you're explaining stacking. Because mm. some people are like, what's stacking? Like, what does that mean? And I love that you focus on the bonuses. Like, forget the product. Like, it's okay. Yeah. But like, look yeah. at those bonuses. And you're <laughs> yeah. absolutely right. I can't tell you how many times I brought products at a seminar. I'm like, shh, the product's okay. I want that bonus. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And in particular, when you, you know, I'm big JVs. If you, a lot of people follow the Jeff Walker product, product formula kind of launch sequence. And mm-hmm. I used to be, there were certain products I'd want to buy. And then you'd see all the JVs sending all these different bonuses. I was thinking, gosh, I gotta wait. I gotta wait. Cause look at the bonus. God, oh, gosh, Frank Ken's giving this bonus. Oh, that's great. So I was one of those guys that would just kind of hang around wanting to buy the product. But then I'd look and think, oh, look at all the different bonuses that that one's up and that. And then just pick. So I know in psychologically, Bonuses, stacking bonuses in the right way and aligned to the main product is really key for obviously closing out sales. That's the biggie for me. That's mm-hmm. a big one. Stacking the bonuses. This is a really great piece. I'm working with a client right now. We're talking about the bonuses and he's like, I don't know what to put in there. I'm like, put in like the secret sauce because yeah. they go after the bonuses because it's like the, it's the shiny object. And I was told a long time ago, you always sell the sizzle, not the steak. Right. Yeah. So sell the sizzle. Ruth Chris taught the Ruth Chris is a, you know, steakhouse here. I'm sure they have it there. I'm not sure, but they'll mm-hmm. show the sizzle on the commercial mm-hmm. and the whole commercial is just this, you know, exactly. like it's just a cow, dude. It's a cow that's, you know, been grilled. Okay. But it's like the sizzle. It's selling the sizzle, not the steak, and how you do that is stacking. So I love that that process. So tell me more about stacking or something else that you did specifically with Shannon or other people. Okay, so one of the key things is when you get to the stack, you've got to show it visually. And then each time you show a bonus, you then move to the next bonus by showing that plus the previous bonus. Because then in people's eyes, it's still building up. Wow, I'm getting that, that and this. And yeah, and visually people see on the webinar. Here's the thing. I just want to raise this small point. In your webinar, the key thing is you can't just sell a product. You've got to provide some real value. So you've got to give some training. You've got to reveal some secrets. Maybe you've got, you know, these seven or ten tips and you give away three out of the seven in the webinar. And this is a hook because then, you know, maybe one of the bonuses is get the other four in another video once you've opted in or you've bought this product or whatever it is, you know. But you've got to give some real value is the key thing I want to give because here's another thing. Depending on how many webinars you record, maybe some of these webinars are actually great as bonus products within themselves. Right. Maybe your webinars aren't going to be freely available once the webinar is finished. And so, therefore, if you hold back that content... You then have archived content and products, i.e. past recorded webinars, to give as bonuses in other products. So you can start building up your own bonuses and momentum off the back of that. So that's just a a small thing that I want to raise there. But I suppose the other thing that we're going to when it comes to marketing, Rob, and I want to be specific about this. More often than not, when you're selling high ticket programs, you can sell them all online. But a lot of successful people who are doing these programs also speak in person at events. 
Yeah. Now, one of the key things is that tying in the way that you would probably deliver a webinar or actually the content, the story, the backstory and how you pull people in is important in terms of how you deliver in person because as part of that keynote and you being on stage, you've got to be able to point people somewhere. So if you're, let's say you haven't got the pleasure of having somebody at the back of the room taking orders for you, maybe you need to funnel people to a landing page. And so what we also help people with is to focus on when you're delivering your keynote is to be clear about the different parts in your presentation, which is pretty much throughout that you can push people to landing pages and you can promote your products or services. And this is one of the key things because some people think, you know, I can't do it because, you know, I'm not online or I haven't got people at the back of the room to take the order. Well, actually, you can because you can push them to a landing page and then that will be the first step into whatever funnel you've got ready for them. But I'll let you come in, Rob, if you want to add to any more that what we do for people, if there's anything else you think I missed, Rob. I think that consultants in who are listening to this and they actually speak from stage. Whatever you speak from stage with, you should be able to adapt. There's a quick way of, this is the way that I've worked with some of our coaching clients is I'm a big visual, but I'm also a big listener. So I sometimes say to clients, oh, give me a recording of one of your past, you know, speeches or whatever. And that's the way that I start mm-hmm. to create some of the copy. Mm-hmm. Because if you're doing quite well in your clothing from stage, the natural flow should be able to migrate online. But some people do find it very, I don't know why. They, they find it they, challenging because it's yeah, different. It I understand that because, I mean, I came from the offline to the online. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that were so successful in the offline space yeah. have had a hard time in that moving the personality mm-hmm. pretty much into the online presence. It's taken yeah. something for me to learn that process. I know what you're saying. And I'm like you. I kind of did what you did a little bit where I was helping people with their closing on stage. I did the same thing you did, Rob. I would listen to pass speeches. I would just sit in the room is what I would do. It's in the yeah, room. Sure. And I would like watch them and take notes. And I would yeah. look at every piece of what they're doing and saying and their tonality and their, their landing of the comment or the presentation. You know, then I would work with them on that. So that's kind of what yeah. you're saying. But yeah. you're also saying that I completely concur with you that people that are offline great at speaking should go online to webinars. It's a mm-hmm. more natural progression. You agree with that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think um, if anybody's got the chance to see Russell Brunson or probably go to one of his events or his maybe speaking, I mean, he came over last year to the UK in November to an event. I managed to get over to it and I had a signed copy of his book. He signed my copy. Oh my God, but, um, you're so adorable. He's but, a big fan. <laughs> but I watched him just, you know, do his thing from stage. And then I picked up my book. I started reading the book and literally everything in his presentation offline was word for word page for page yep. in his book. And he didn't deviate from it. So, you know, that was a great lesson for me, knowing that I'm kind of on point. But watching somebody actually do that, I think everybody else was getting some value, like clapping and all that. But I was just studying from the point of view like that. Like, well, it's really, no, I, love, I want to bring that point up because i known that for years, coming from mm-hmm. the speaking industry, for years, yeah. literally, there was an internet, Facebook, okay, this is pre-dinosaur stuff, okay? Yeah. Pre-Facebook. Okay, so this is where we had to literally, you know, sell from stage. And I knew that. I Someone told me that a long time ago that your book, Dan Kane does the same thing. If you read the book and then you watch them on stage, usually it's the same stuff, right? Yeah. Why do we put less value in the $10 book, let's say, oh, correct. versus mm-hmm. a live presentation and now we're right. willing to give them thousands of dollars? And I had a client ask me that. They go, well, why would I say it's already in the book that's on Amazon for $3? I'm like, mm. Because it's the perceived value. If they see you on a webinar or see you face to face and you might be saying the exact same thing at that $3 book, it's like backing up your stuff is what it's doing. And then you can sell them something at like a thousand to three or four thousand dollars or more 
product because they're getting you. Hmm. And he was like really appalled by that. Now, to me, that's like commonplace. Oh. It is really a key piece that you can create your product, put it in a book, Kindle book, let's say, for $4, and mm-hmm. then do it again in a webinar and sell it for 1000 Mm. Because but he, they're here's the you. thing as well. I want to segue into this yeah. other is that you could also take that book and create an online course, videos, and the yes. rest, and actually sell it for like five thousand dollars. And people have done that. And so you go from a book that costs anything from ten to twenty dollars to a course that people will happily pay for for five thousand dollars, and it's like. Wow, it's all in perceived value, and I think it's a great point you've picked repurposing, up. Repurposing, repurposing it in different. I mean, Alex Dozing yeah. is the king of that, but repurposing is king. Armin Morin did that too, very, very well. He repurposed the heck out of his stuff, you mm-hmm. know. So I love that. No, that's great, Rob. I didn't mean to cut you off, Rob. I apologize. No, 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 that's great. Cut that's him off. Cut you him can off. just say order, order, Heather. <laughs> I love what you're doing. So, do you go to other people's speaking engagements and watch them very much, or do you get videos and things like that and move them to webinars? It's a, we'll look Mix. at past recorded webinars, we'll pass recorded videos of where they're doing their keynotes. If we can get to an event, we will do. So if people are paying for plane tickets to America, we're happy to come over there. You know, I was in Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago. I was in Florida in February. Anything yeah. to get out away from the pond, right? Of, of course. <laughs> just anything to step over the pond and just get a bit of sun, I'm happy to do. <laughs> I want to ask you this question, and uh, you won't shoot yourself in the foot. Maybe. Maybe you won't. Mm-hmm. But in my experience, mm-hmm. that's an asterisk, in my experience, I find the people that are younger, I will put that out there, they mm-hmm. only know online. And they really never experienced offline world, I would say, mm-hmm. aren't as good on the offline side. So Agreed. I've seen them, right? They're online, 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 they Agreed. kick butt, and then I see them in person like, it's like a inflated tower, plop it. Flapper, you're a flapper. Is that a word? So I, yeah. I, is that, am I the only one? No, you're not. Because, okay. look, I mean, I'm probably on this uh, podcast in uh, 47 years. Yeah. <laughs> you're pre pre Facebook. You're wow. pre Twitter. You're pre Facebook. Oh, shut up. Um, so, you know, I'm from an era, like I said, when I started my life insurance days, I was from an era, like most people probably watch that movie, Wolf of Wall Street now. And Love that, that is what, yeah, that was what my, kind of experiences opening Gambit at 19 experience to sales was that's what it was like you yeah. know you had rows and rows of people you know a bank of telesales bang on the phone do, 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 do. and that was my experience um, of getting into sales so I truly believe that if you're not really sold offline you know anybody that's sold offline and goes online should be able to murder people who are just being online solely in my humble Accurate. No, I agree. There's actually right now our Congress, they're complaining yeah, yeah, yeah. that right now that they, when they come into Congress, they have to get on the phone and dial for dollars, basically. Mm-hmm. And what's funny about that, one, I never knew they had to do that. I really no idea. And I think it's coming out now because they're getting younger senators and they don't like that. They're like, why would I be dialing? Why can't I Facebook mm-hmm. them or something? So I think it's interesting that the younger generation that is coming in now, they have no idea that what I call that experience of true selling either phone selling like the Wall Street movie you're mm-hmm. talking about yeah. where I love that movie by the way where he's awesome. doing a pounding like da 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 okay <laughs> I I seriously watch that all the time because it like yeah, psychs yeah, me up yeah, yeah, yeah. but at the same time I came from you know, face-to-face selling that's a face-to-face yeah. sell by the way the telephone mm-hmm. I think it's a face-to-face conversation because they can hang yeah. up on you 
But nowadays, it's all about the numbers. They push, 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 and they don't get that initial reaction. And I don't think they grow as much as they get in front of a real live audience. It's almost like it's a weird experience for them and they don't do as well, my view. And so I think that I love that you're taking people that are good at offline mm-hmm. speaking and bringing them online because mm-hmm. I think we need more of that. We really, truly do. I love that you're doing. So let me ask you this. What's the highest price point you have sold on a funnel? Hmm. At the moment, the highest price point that we've sold on a funnel is for a $10,000 product. Now, I've got somebody who is, they're looking to launch this year in it because pounds, I'm going to do the calculation for you, but he has a program that he's going to be selling for 50,000 pounds, which would work out to around about, say, $75,000. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and so that's just about to land on our laps, and this is going to be a new challenge, which I'm looking forward to. And one of the cool things is that the funnel is going to be the first step, and he's going to close at a live event. you got to go live at some level with 75000 Yeah, 000. exactly. I think the highest I ever saw was uh, Laura Langmeyer. She sold, not from stage, mm-hmm. she sold $100,000 a year. Big, big table, big black table or something like that with her and Bob Parker. I saw people run to the back of the room on that thing. You know, mm-hmm. when you see that experience, you're in a room and someone's pitching you this high priced product and in your head, you're thinking, I'm not going to buy that. Who else? If that's you, right? You're like, kind of, <laughs> for me, I'm the kind of the skeptic, even though I've been in this business for a long time. And then you see people get up and run like to the back <laughs> and you're yeah, like, oh yeah, my, yeah. they're running. They are actually sprinting to the back. To get yeah, that I've, bonus. I've, I've seen one guy do that and it was pretty awesome. I think his name was Aaron Raymond from Canada. Uh-huh. And I was at an event he was speaking at. I really loved his keynote because it was positioned so well, the structure, the content, and then stacked the bonuses and the value. And it's like you say, people were running to the back of the room with their credit cards like high in the air. Take it, take it, take it. And I was like, wow, what a master. Yeah, we just see that because I saw that experience a lot. And I was in the back of the room sometimes too. Like I was the one (laughs) taking the credit card. And when it's like four people deep and they're literally like throwing their credit cards, that is such an amazing experience. And the price point, by the way, this particular person that happened a lot with was like a $4,000 to $5,000 when you have a stack, and I'm not kidding, an inch stack of credit card, we, what we do is we pull someone in the, what I call it, turn around, and all they do is just the swiping, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're just sitting there with a stack, and they go, swipe, 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 swipe. That is when your brain goes, oh, my God. Like, yeah. really? This yeah. is real? You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. oh, we just did a $125,000 hour or something, you know, or two hours, that presentation. And I think that's what people forget. They've forgotten that online. The people have not changed. We Mm -hmm. have not changed. Okay. Yes. How we purchase have changed, meaning the technology and the medium, Mm -hmm. but we and why we buy has not altered. I agree. I agree. And I think the other thing is when you get to a certain value, people like to be in front of the person you know and it's a really important thing and what some people forget because they think right i'm online so i can close big numbers but actually right yeah some people just like the fact that you're in person whether it's one-to-one or whether you're on a stage selling to them but at least they can see you and i think it boils down to parts of psychology around money just generally with society and i think that's part of the reason why it works in person I know. I completely concur. Mm-hmm. But it's really, I love what you guys are doing because you're taking those concepts and actually keeping them alive. And you're the first, and it really surprised me because you're the first company I've talked to that talks about funnel optimization, anything over a thousand. I love that because it's very different. If you have a funnel in the 30, 40, 
$60 range, okay, or let's say 100 to 200 really, that's considered a small price point and you can mm-hmm. do cold traffic to. And you can yeah. just throw cold traffic to it and optimize it, optimize it to what they call return of investment. You push money mm-hmm. out and at the end of the day it comes out. But when you're dealing with 1000 and 5000 your psychology, I think, has to go to another level. It has to be advanced and the funnel has to be advanced because yeah. it's more of the customer experience and the bonuses and less about the content. Absolutely. And do you concur with that? I mean, I'm kind of making that up. No, no, no. It's definitely about the customer experience and how you make them feel because let's put value to one side. I assume that you're going to give value if you've been in the game long enough. You know you know what you're talking about and you've got the results that you've achieved. Right. And so for me, then it's like, how have you hooked them in emotionally? Because me and Rob, we do this thing. I mean, we've been on the phone for the past few nights till very late into the morning because we're doing our own event come the end of May. We're putting together like a sales and marketing event we're doing in our local city here in the UK. Oh, promote it, promote yeah. it. Of course, just drop that in segue. If you want to come over to the UK, you're welcome. <laughs> well, well, I've the, never the, crossed a pond, by the way. Yeah. I, I've never been to Europe. Really? I've oh. never been to the pond. <laughs> Sexy boss needs to be in the UK, guys. Oh, I've geez. never you, crossed the pond. I know we're going off on a tangent, but Rob keeps saying to me, all the amazing women that we've interviewed, we need to bring them over to the UK and do this big email event. So I'm like, We really? should. I know he's got an agenda. <laughs> Yes, of course. <laughs> Rob, order. Order, Rob. Brutal, that's brutal. I apologize for just segueing that, but you're correct. I've never been over the pond. Yeah, wow. you'd think, right? I've been yeah. to Germany. I've never been over there. Germany, Europe, Norway, UK, doesn't matter. I've just mm. only been California and Hawaii and Mexico. <laughs> That's my extent yeah. to Canada. Go, guys. I apologize. I digress. So here we are. So value Maybe. aside, the key thing is you've got to make people feel important. Yeah. You've got to make people feel like they're on your side. They've been through the same challenges you have. They've bought into your story and they've taken on your beliefs as their own. That's the key thing. Because mm. with any great leader whether it's Martin Luther King, Steve Jobs, their beliefs have then become the beliefs of their customers or the people they communicate with. And that's what the trick is with your content. So when me and Rob have been on these calls late, you know, going over the content for our landing page copy or video sales letter, one of the key things that Rob has come back to me, I'll let you jump in, Rob, is that I need to make sure this hooks people in, you know, totally so that there's total commitment. And this is part of where we come from with what we do, Rob. You so eloquently put it that way, it sounds so good. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Grant, sir. I want to bring up two other points, just in case Heather mentioned something about low price. But not that we're frightened of low price bottles, it's just that the niche we went after, you know how you got to specialize, sexy boss, right. is this high ticket funnel. That was it because we just wanted to make money. <laughs> you know, if, if there's anybody in the universe over there in the States that's got a lower ticket item, we're very happy to work with that. I think there's two kinds of scenarios that mm. me and Leon have kind of stepped into and one is what I would call an architectural funnel where we, we've reprinted the whole thing and then we've got this other situation where we've come in like, 991, there's an emergency. Yeah. The funnel's not working. And yeah. No, I get that. Mm-hmm. Broken pieces of a funnel and like thinking, oh, what are you making for $40,000? Look, you can make 80000 Look what's mm. missing. Boom, ba, boom, ba, boom. You know, there's two versions of the scenarios where we come in as, as like funnel optimization. Yeah, yeah. You know, the great architecture from the beginning and we just think, oh, great. Later, check down, let's go, you know. And then there's that situation where, which is recently we've had a few more 911 emergency calls, which is also. It's 911 in America, Rob. Oh, no, that's what they said. Nine, said nine, nine, one. What, what is it oh, there? Is it not 911? 911 <laughs> Americans. Oh, okay. British fool here. Is it 119 there? 
No, no, it's triple nine. It's yeah, triple nine. Nine, nine, nine is emergency. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, all these yeah. little things. You guys are I so know backwards. These little things. Order. Order. You know, we're the way. We're the way. We're the way. I'm just kidding. Uh, by the way, everyone who's like wondering what the order thing is. So I think last week or a couple weeks ago, there was a video that came out of the parliament. And I guess that's normal for you guys to do this whole yeah, like... UK parliament. Yeah, the UK parliament. They go crazy and then kicked this guy out for calling Dave Cameron dodgy Dave and uh, this whole stint. And I was cracking up in tears because yeah. the main guy was over there like, we have a gavel. And gavel, we just gavel things to death. Mm. Goo, goo, goo. It's really loud. But over there, they just go, order, 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 order. You know, like they start yelling that. And I just started to laugh. And I like, wow, I guess when the Brits came over to America, like, let's do the gavel. Like, let's make this real. <laughs> and right. I just had this vision of Congress calling Obama like, dodgy Obama, you know, and then get, get out, get out, get out to the Congress. You know, that would never yeah. happen. We would just kind of like, yeah, you're allowed we do, to say we do that. have this traditional thing, guys, where there is the Speaker of the House and he basically keeps both or all of the parties who are in the House of Parliament in check. And so when people are stepping over the line, this is where he calls out the famous order, order, order. which means sort your shit out. Sort your shit out. <laughs> and I love how he said, sir, I'm going to have to ask you to remind you to not use that word. And then he calls us guys like, what word? You know the word. Starts with the D and ends with a Y. And then some other guy's like, what word? He's like, oh, come on. He's a man. He knows which word starts with a D. He won't even say the word. And I'm thinking to myself, is dodgy a bad word? In the <laughs> dodgy. I kind of think that's a bad word, is it? So anyway, I started to laugh. I'm like, he won't even say dodgy. My favorite part is it was an old man who was like blaming or mm. calling, you know, Dave Cameron dodgy Dave. And I just love how he stood up in his very Brit way and he's like oh, I stand by that he's dodgy Dave you know <laughs> and he like walks out you're out of here and he's like oh, I went you know and I just laugh because yeah. it's such a not even a bad word right dodgy Dave anyway it's adorable I thought it was funny you guys are great so where can people find you because I do have a lot of people mm. that come up to me and say okay my funnel I created it I got it mm. going I have some people but my web guy my builder my programmer doesn't know how to optimize which by the way people mm-hmm. do that they think if they're a web person, like their builder or their yeah, a copper, yeah. they know how to optimize. No, they do mm-hmm. not. So how can people find you? Have their raise their hand and say, hey, I want you to look mm-hmm. at my funnel. If you want to get in touch with us, go to www.sb, so Sierra Bravo, elevation.com. So sbelevation.com and just go to the contact page, fill in your details and get in touch with us there. And we can book in a strategy session with you for free and, you know, see how we can assist you. Awesome. I love that. And please do check them out at sbelevation.com. And I just love how you do it. What's SB? So Sierra Bravo. Sierra. <laughs> that's what the police use over here, you see, when they're like yeah, reading out a re- Yeah, that's it. Tell them, Rob. <laughs> the phonetic alphabet, but the SB really stands for like small business. It's elevation. small business. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> I'm, so I'm giving you some insights into our colloquial English language. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we left you guys. I'm kidding. Uh, smallbusinesselevation.com. Yeah, go check them out and subscribe. And there's about us and you can go start and work with them. And I do believe that if you do have a funnel that you created a year ago, two years ago, even four years, five years ago, you need to have a, what I call an update. And can, so can people have you do like an update, look at it kind of thing sure, without a big sure. fee? Yeah, we, Where we do your fees people. start? That's right. So basically we start by having the free strategy session so we can assess where you actually need the help. Because sometimes people have a really good idea 
idea and they're clear and other people need direction and they need us to look at it and give them the suggestions and at least that they can you know take notes and absorb it and say yep I want to roll with that and so generally when we start off with funnels it starts off around about seven and a half thousand dollars to seven thousand five hundred dollars and that's for a complete three funnel setup and so if it's just us starting in you know on your funnel helping in different parts then that's where we do the strategy session to make things clear I don't know if there's anything else I've left out Rob we just do a complete facelift if your face is looking drabby, drowsy, horrible. <laughs> it's going to be turned. That's, That's it. it. It's going to look we're going to turn that frown upside down. Frown upside down. Oh, you guys are so fun. I could hang out with you forever. <laughs> so go check them out at sbelevation.com. Or y'all say it like dot com? No, just dot com. Just dot com. <laughs> what would make y'all so different? Thanks, you guys, for being on The Win. It's all about winning and marketing and business and mindset. So I appreciate you and appreciate your time. And any last words? Any last things? Yes, I've got the last word. Yeah. No, you haven't. Just, no, you yes, haven't. Yes, I've got the last word. You can have the last word. Okay. This is something that Herod just said, right? Herod just said, sorry, the name of this podcast is The Win, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. W-I-N, yeah? Yeah. So what is W-I-N, Win? Win Nation, what is W-I-N? What's important now? What's important now in your life? Win, win, win. Yeah. Win. It's about say. winning. Yeah, I, I think that's why I created it. It's about learning how to win. People forgot. I think here in the United States, I don't know if you guys, but it's like this kind of, oh, it's all about free love and mm. giving to other people all the time. And I'm like, I think people forgot that we're here mm. to, you know, have a great business and win in life. Yeah, make a difference and, you know, making a difference involves winning. There's yeah. a lot of things that you can win at. And I just want to say, sexy boss, Heather, yes. it's been awesome. I'm eternally grateful that you had yeah, myself yeah. and my crazy co-host, Robert Dean oh, Smith, yeah. on here. And yeah, we've got to get you in the UK at some point because, guys, I'm sure you've had a blast. And I can only imagine what it would be like if we brought her to the UK and spoke at one moment. Okay, I'll spoke. say yes. I'll do it. <laughs> All right. I'm blushing. Yes, I will go over to the pod. <laughs> I don't know why. I've never been to the, the pond. It's not personal. It's not like I'm anti the pond. No, that's, that's cool. It's cool. I do want to come over. And I want to see the queen. Good, I do. Good. I'm very proud Maybe of we can arrange something. Yes, I'm sure, I'm sure you could. Or go see the parliament and watch that brutal battle. Oh, you can watch that. Can I? No, Heather. Yeah, you can watch free. I've watched it. I brought my kids there and it's hilarious. It is hilarious. It's very interesting. So I'm very impressed with that. So guys, thank you so much for your time today and welcome. And thank you guys for listening. The win at Heather Havenwood. Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook, when you text the word sexy to 7200. Again, text the word sexy, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7200, and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. For outside the USA, text SEXY to plus one three two three four five seven double two double eight. Text SEXY to plus one three two three four five seven double two double eight. Long distance charges may apply. Heather wants to hear from you. Questions you want answered on the show. Comments. Interview requests. Email media at sexybossinc.com or leave a private voicemail. 51 Boss is me. Again, the number is 
512-677-4763. Check out all of Heather's sites. HeatherHavenwood.com SexyBossInc.com E2Lab.com DatingTriggers.com This is a sexy boss rap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.